We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this week's episode of Drinks with Binks, we're joined by the podcast pro herself, ESPN broadcaster Mina Kimes. We talk about her new role as an analyst on NFL Live, which leagues return to play protocols the NFL has their eye on most. And she also unveils a new show idea, which I have swiftly signed on to executive produce. Enjoy the episode, everyone. And please remember to wear a mask. Welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and you will never guess where I am right now. I'm at home because this is day 127 broadcasting right here from my studio apartment in Manhattan. And I have to say, it has been one wild ride. And by wild, I mean mild because we are still in the thick of this very, very serious pandemic that is going on right now. And folks, if I can just tell you one thing, wear a mask. It is so simple. You can wear a really fun mask. My mom's sending me an Alice Cooper one. How cool is that? I get to walk around the streets of New York with Alice Cooper's face over my face. And the best part is you get to help save other people's lives. You get to help do your part in this world. And guess what? It doesn't matter if you have salad for lunch because no one's going to see it in your teeth. You also don't have to worry about weird, creepy guys on the street telling you to smile because no one can see that you're scowling at them instead. And guess what? If you do this, we'll be able to not only help people, but we'll be able to get sports back because we are dying without sports. Sports has kind of come back, but not in the way that we want it. We want to see everything back to normal. And the best way we're going to do that is if you wear a mask and if you just just do it, people. OK, I know it sounds wild. I have to say this, but I do have to say this. And the best part is, though, that we can still talk about sports because we have this awesome show, Drinks with Binks, and we have this awesome guest here today. ESPN's Mina Kimes is joining us. She is an NFL analyst on NFL Live, host of the Mina Kime Show featuring Lenny, and also the host of ESPN Daily Podcast for a limited time longer. Mina, thank you so much for joining us here today on a very busy NFL day, too. Thank you for having me. I agree with all of your points about masks. I am very curious to see. Well, I, I, I don't go out into the world, but I, uh, I do wonder if guys are still hollering at women wearing masks and like they can't really see right? their faces. I imagine they are. And that kind of gives away the game a little bit. But uh, <laughs> I, I like wearing my mask. You don't have to put on makeup. Um, 
Yeah, you Nobody just put, you really recognize you. really worry about this side of your face, right? It's like, right. I don't know. I love lip syncing. I love just like talking to myself. It's, it's great, right? Like, and also I, I have people. many masks. Yeah. I don't have one with Alice Cooper's face on it. Have you seen the ones where people get their own face though on their masks? I no, I haven't, but I, I think that's amazing. Or it's like those look games. Weird, of course. You seen those like yeah. cups that people have, and it's like looks like it's like a nose. If you like, you're drinking it. Well, this is no. great. Really glad we've discussed all these different <laughs> weird things that you can have your face on. Um, but speaking of faces, we like to put drinks in them, uh, and that's what we're doing on the show. <laughs> what a segue! I'm really great with words, especially in front of you, Mina. Uh, what are we drinking here on Drinks with Things today? The same thing I drink every day, Julie, multiple times a day. You can't see the rest of my office, but the Kansas Spindrift are littered around uh, in a very disturbing fashion. I drink so much of this, uh, and I actually asked them to sponsor me shamelessly, and they agreed to send me some. So Spindrift, I'm still pushing Spindrift everywhere. That's Please great. continue to send me. I have one surprisingly right beside Ooh. me too. You know what? I've never had Spindrift before. I have now a big, a big goblet of it here. I'm really excited wow. to. I've been a, I've been a Lacroix person personally, um, but that's just because I haven't tasted this. So makes it look like the crap. Wow, you're right. Um, I am, I am on so this now. That, right? Yeah, that was, that's perfect. Okay, so we're gonna sip on our Spindrift, and we are gonna, we're gonna gab sports, your career, everything, and beyond. And Mina, so I said it's day 127 for me. I mean, who's keeping count at this point? Where, how would you describe where you are today? We're shooting this Wednesday. Where is Mina Kimes in terms of like your head during quarantine? Well, in my house, um, every day pretty much, except for when I walk my dog. Um, mentally, throughout this whole period, I've been, as you mentioned, hosting our daily show, ESPN Daily, um, which there was a moment in the quarantine where we were like, what are we going to talk about every day? But that moment passed pretty quickly, and then it became really hectic because so much of the last few months have been about bringing sports back. What does that take? Is it safe? Uh, is it workable in America? Is it workable in other countries? Yes. Uh, what <laughs> can we expect in the fall? And so it's funny, like, not that the show is typically about X's and O's, but, you know, we're often engaging with things that are happening on the court or the field. Now it feels like so often we're just engaging with logistics, talking to mm -hmm. players in the bubble, uh, telling those stories. And, and it's been interesting. It's a difficult position, I think, for a lot of us because we're not experts in those things, but we've been doing our best to kind of just talk to people who are in the know and understand what's been happening. Yeah, I've been listening to your podcast. It's on not just saying that because you're on the show, but, you know, when you talked with Malika Andrews the other day about the NBA bubble and yeah. you teased talking with Greg Wyshynski, because I'm a big hockey fan. I'm very curious about how the NHL does their phase four not really bubble. Um, but also you've done a, a lot of other feature stories, too. You know, whether it's diving into something that happened a couple of years ago or different scandals, everything like that. And I do want to get into more specifically on the podcast a little bit later. But when we look at quarantine and just this time, like we know so much about you from what we see on TV and we see on Twitter. But what's it been like behind the scenes? Like maybe what's what's something that you've either realized about yourself or something that's like new you've tried mm -hmm. that had this time not happened, you never would have known. Well, you know, you hear from a lot of people like, oh, it's been a good time to improve yourself and like, you know, focus on a hobby or learn a craft 
for me, that has been my husband getting really good at cooking and me getting really good at eating his cooking. It's been awesome, actually. And, you know, that's been my self-improvement track. And he, like, has become, like, a gourmet chef in the quarantine. It's kind of wild. Um, that's he bought, amazing. like, a sous vide machine. Yeah. So I just am eating like a king over here. Um, that's been big for me. And then, you know, just continuing the crosswords. I do a lot of crosswords. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm like back in like 2017 in the New York Times archive. So that's that's a big really? hobby for me. So how long have you been doing crosswords for? Uh, my whole life, but I kind of got serious about it again, maybe three or four years ago. Um, and, you know, I only do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but, uh, and then so you run out. So during the other days of the week, you have to dip into the strategic reserve of Times Crossroads right. on the app. Do you think that like you have become smarter by doing them or was it you were smarter and then you got good at them because you were already smart? Like what, where's the chicken and the egg with the crosswords? Um, knowledge definitely helps uh, when doing crosswords, but there's, uh, it is one of those, I think, things where you do them a lot, you start picking up on tricks common mm. words it, you get better the more you do it absolutely wow Mina is super smart and she's done so much in her life and beyond we have a whole lot more to ask her about on drinks with thanks we'll be back after this break drinking on a little spin drift let's give out that free promo here we'll be back guys Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Einenkel. Hey, what's up, y'all? Tim Einenkel does one of the best interviews in all hip-hop and rap music. I'm Chuck D for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame group Public Enemy to tell you he brings the noise. In-depth conversations with the artists you love. I think it's very important to know the artist. Like when you take Biz, for example, the stuff I wrote for Biz was in Biz style. The artist, the artist changes and grows and evolves. It's really like inside the active studio for hip hop. I think it's kind of ill that you tied that together from my first album on 125 Part 2 and you pulled over on your bike on 125th. Listen to Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Heinenkel on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. No, our last interview was great. I love this. One of my best ones. Welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks. I'm so excited now to be joined by ESPN broadcaster and newly named NFL analyst on NFL Live, Mina Kimes. And Mina, this is such a a well-deserved role for you to be acquiring to your illustrious resume, but also then to like for women around the world, for women in sports, for women in any profession. It's just uh, it's just it's really good to see someone in this very typically male dominated role for you. When did you realize that this dream could become a reality? Oh, probably three weeks ago when they told me (laughs) I had the job. You know, I've been covering the NFL for ever since I came to ESPN, uh, but mostly as a reporter, right, as a writer, really didn't start working in an analyst capacity. Actually, fairly on, I was doing uh, my friend Bill Barnwell, his podcast, which is analysis mm-hmm. and very kind of X's and O's oriented. Um, and then 
couple years ago, I guess I launched my own NFL podcast. Um, and so the last few years I've been kind of honing in on football. Uh, e most of my shows like around the horn, highly questionable that I do, we do talk about a wide variety of sports, but, um, football's my passion. It's my hobby. Uh, it's my obsession probably <laughs> to a, like a not an okay place. So, uh, I just could not be more thrilled to be focusing on it full time. And for you, what, like, first of all, I always love your analogies and I've told you that before. And I think that that brings in an audience that maybe they don't uh, understand a specific play or a specific term, but they understand what that is like. And I always like to, to bring that into my work. But for you, what do you think makes your analysis unique? Like when they, when people turn on, they say, oh, Mina Kimes is talking about the Seattle Seahawks. I want to watch her because blank. Um, a couple of things I, that I strive for, I wouldn't, you know, I don't, I don't want to praise myself, but um, uh, one, I still love football. I, I think coming to it a little bit late in this particular role, I've been a fan most of my life. I still lose my mind when cool stuff happens. I'm still so passionate about the players and the games and the cool plays and, you know, changes. So I, I hope that inflects all my analysis. And then I would say, um, a lot of, like I mentioned, Bill Barnwell was sort of an early advocate of mine and friend. A lot of uh, the people who supported me early on and the people whose work I've inhaled for the last you know, decade or so have been people in the analytics realm. And that's mm -hmm. something I, I'm not you know, doing my own model or whatever, but I'm very influenced by their work and educated by it. And I think on a show like NFL Live, I really look forward to bringing that element to a lot of the analysis as well. So then what are what are some of the like analytics different what, which types that really that really get you excited? Well, like I said, I, I Barnwell used to work for a website called Football Outsiders, who I um, have read for years and years and years. And, um, you know, Aaron Chats currently runs it and, and they do a terrific job of quantifying things that are happening on the field. We at ESPN have a group that's been doing fabulous work to try to um, quantify things like pass rush and pass blocking uh, over the last year using next-gen stats that use shifts. Is this really boring? I'm so sorry. I'm actually taking notes right now. I'm like, okay, well, next-gen stats. Here's the thing about football. We have dumb stats or we have these stats that we've used for years to say, oh, the quarterback threw X yards. Well, that doesn't actually capture what's happening on the football field. It doesn't capture a game situation. It doesn't capture the strength of the opponent. It doesn't capture um, the intention, right, or how open mm -hmm. a guy was. We now have stats that do those things or attempt to. And I think that's really immeasurably useful when we're trying to quantify and rank uh, different players and teams. So, uh, you know, I, I, I hope that people have open ears and minds uh, to this kind of information because it's really helpful. Right. So you're more on the side of like science versus not wearing a mask type of thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> wear your mask, wear your mask, and, and <laughs> analytics, too. Mask and analytics can mm -hmm. go together. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, right? It's because that's definitely a way that we don't see a lot of analysts, typically former football players, really rely on their experiences, their relationships. They're not necessarily saying, oh, well, 
X plus Y equals Z based on this and this and this. That's me talking math yeah, and yeah. science. No, that was so, great. Uh, great math. <laughs> I, was like, I feel like we connected on that right there. Yeah. Um, no, it sounded but, like something I would say, honestly. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can do this. I guess I can be an NFL analyst too. Uh, no, but that's, I think that that's, we're, you know, we're seeing a lot more of that. And that's, you know, a great way for us to understand the game in a different way because manalytics only goes so far. Wow. Manalytics. Um, yes. Women analytics works too, you know? Um, yeah. And I, like I said, I, I like to marry both uh, tape and statistics. Yeah. And hopefully, so I think sometimes people think of um, statistical analysis or leaning on uh, that sort of work as being dispassionate. I think far from it. In fact, it, you know, some of the greatest. NFL players on earth, some of the most, like Aaron Donald, for example, uh, is a player who, when you watch him, if you were an alien who would never watch a football game, who came down to earth, you would look at him and say, that's the best human. Congratulations, mankind. He is also, everything he does is actually, can be difficult to quantify sometimes, even though he does have, you know, double right, digit yeah. stacks. Advanced metrics love him and are able to quantify a lot of the really cool and awesome things he does, the degree to which he's double and triple teamed. So like I said, it all, should come together and I hope to bring it together. Yeah, that's awesome. And by the way, just so I clarify, when I meant manalytics, I meant like like dudes that are like, oh, well, they have a lot of heart, they'll win the game type of thing. Like, oh, okay, that's manalytics and I'm That's analytics. manalytics, woman, womanlytics yeah. is like, this is how it actually is. This is X plus Y equals Z and this is like this the actual smart thing that's going on, mm. not the manalytics one, just so Not everyone out there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But we have, uh, I'm going to actually, we're going to head to break right now. I have a whole lot more I want to ask you, including about the uh, Washington team that is really just the Washington team at this moment. We're going to talk about that and a whole yeah. lot more with ESPN's NFL analyst, Mina Kimes, here on Drinks with Thinks. Bottoms up. Oh, with no alcohol, which is great. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey guys, welcome on back to Drinks with Thanks. I'm JSB. We have Mina Kimes from ESPN here with us today. We're sipping on a little spin drift, which for those of you who don't know, is a very delicious, non-alcoholic, sort of like a flavored water. Seltzer, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's flavored <laughs> seltzer water. <laughs> You just can't figure out what that word is. Uh, very refreshing. Um, I've been actually trying, just for everyone out there keeping track, been really trying to lay off the booze in the queue for the last couple weeks because what's the point? I mean, 
why like have drinks yeah. on the weekend yeah sure you know we said trying to be a little bit more healthy um speaking of healthy we are also at the franchise tag deadline right now <laughs> we decided to get mina kimes literally at the time that you'd be most busy and so that means that dak prescott has been franchise tagged officially for the upcoming season and also we have just seen that derrick henry signed a four-year deal with um, the Titans, I wrote down, Derrick Henry just got paid, which is my official analytics on the situation. Mina, yeah. when you look at what's going on in the NFL right now, and we talk about what's going on in the world, in what way has has COVID essentially maybe affected some of these contracts? What, what role has it played? Well, I, I would say not the DAC contracts probably unaffected by it, um, those two sides, the Cowboys and him, been far apart in terms of the length of the deal. And I'm honestly kind of shocked that they didn't get something done from Dallas's perspective. But you are hearing that there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen with the cap, right? Because there's so much uncertainty about the season. Will the NFL be able to reap as much revenue as it normally does? Um, you know, how many are we going to get the full slate of games? Will there be fans? These are all open questions right now. So there is some concern, I think, about. Um, on both sides, from players and teams' perspective, on okay, do I do I want to deal now? Is it safe to hit mm -hmm. the market in a year? What is that going to look like? Um, and so yeah, it was a pretty quiet deadline. Uh, not a ton of surprises given the names involved, and I'll reserve judgment on the Henry deal until I see see the numbers. So your analysis is actually spot on. He got paid. That's just well, about no. I, I know that I was my boyfriend sitting right behind the camera. What are the numbers again oh. <laughs> of Derrick Henry? Fifty million, twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five guarantee four years. So my boyfriend's also my production assistant in studio. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, twenty-five guaranteed. That sounds about right, and that has a lot to do, I think, with the Tannehill contract. But um, good for Derrick Henry, man. That's great for him. It's so hard now. Well, it's not. I mean, some running backs are still getting paid. Christian McCaffrey just got to make a contract, but. Um, the aforementioned analytics have not been very friendly to the running back contract. Manalytics, mm -hmm. though, loves loves running back. So yeah. I, I'm happy for him. It's great. It, it's a great deal for him. Yeah, he definitely deserves it from what we have seen so far. And I will track back, though, Mina. You said you were very surprised that the Cowboys and Dak didn't get something done before this deadline. How come? Well, uh, so Dak's playing a $31 million franchise tag about that. And if they tag him again next year, it'll be $37 million. You were here looking at contracts that were, I think, around 35 ish or so, so coming in under that. Um, the problem is, since he's going to play another year under the tag, he is one year closer to free agency. You know, they can't tag him again after next year. Basically, it would be cost prohibitive. And then he enters the same territory that Kirk Cousins did in Washington, where it's just too expensive mm -hmm. to to keep him so he actually gets to go out which is so rare in the modern nfl for a quarterback to do this to actually go out into free agency test the market um and as kirk did you know got like a fully guaranteed contract so from Dak's perspective he gets closer to that from the team's perspective i think Dak prescott's gonna be very i already think he's a good quarterback i think he's gonna be very good this year they have a very loaded offense mm -hmm. so it's hard for me to see a situation in which they can move on from him after this year so all they did was just make life harder for them Dallas for themselves uh, by kicking the can down the ro road yet again right and potentially harder on their new coach Mike McCarthy 
as well and how he fits into that system. And as you mentioned, though, too, the COVID stuff. Maybe do you think they're gambling uh, on the fact that, like, uh, people aren't going to be able to get as much in terms of negotiating a salary? Were you just blowing on the indivisible dice? Yeah, the old, like, you know. I, I didn't know that's a... It means Maybe you can't do that right? now, though. No, don't do that anymore. Keep your oh, that's, breath pierced that's up. That's COVID. <laughs> yeah, get uh, out. Get out. Andrew Cuomo would say, and no blowing on dice. That is COVID they, restricted. They gotta, Vegas is different. Um, yeah, I, I don't think so, because, like I said, if it was next year, maybe, I think, because there's so much uncertainty, but yeah. one okay. imagines that in two years, when Dak would hypothetically, you know, hit, hit the market, um, things will be settled again. Okay. All right. Well, before we go into more of that, I did um, tease, I'd like to follow up on the teases, about Washington announcing that they are no longer going to be the Reds. However, they announced that on Washington Reds letterhead from their Washington Twitter account. Your thoughts? Um, that they do not want to change their name, or the person on top does it. Just like the um, whole way, yeah. Yeah, they also uh, said they were retiring the name, which I found to be a very funny word choice. Like the name's taking a cruise or something. Um, yeah. I'll have uh, a big yeah, party I, for the name, you know, like I, a big um, king. A send off, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, right now the TBDs. We've been hearing a lot of rumors about. I mean, it's obviously overdue and a long time coming. I never thought I would see the stay with Dan Snyder, given everything we know about him. But I guess the the money talked too loudly with the naming sponsor and the hypothetical stadium mm -hmm. in DC. So we'll see what happens. I, I I like the Red Hawks and the Red Tails, right? I mean, I don't know if you have a do you have a name that you prefer for them? No, but I, I really enjoyed when we, uh, speaking of um, the CFL, as we have been in the breaks, the Ottawa Red Blacks were a real hit when that came out. So um, maybe they could take something off of that, too, you know, um, or maybe just yeah. be a CFL team, because that would probably be a better place for them to stay. So uh, Washington point. Red Blacks, we welcome you to the CFL because it's not the first time CFL team CFL has had two teams with the same name. Really you glad just we solved two problems with one solution. That's just incredible. That's why we are talking woman analytics here on Drinks with Binks here today. Um, but uh, so we will we will have to see what happens with that. Um, you know, we can't blow on dice, but you have to put money down. What is the name of the team? Um, I'll go with the Red Tails. Okay. And what, what's the logo look like? Uh, I've seen some mock-ups, actually. So the Red Tails are the Tuskegee Airmen, and people have done some pretty cool pilot-style planes, you know, like planes. People like planes. Love them. Planes are Love cool. Planes. Yep, Same haven't ones. been on one in a while, that's what I will have to say. Uh, and I'm also curious uh, what that looks like for NFL teams in terms of their travel coming up this season. And I have been uh, obsessed with uh, COVID. I'm just going to put it out there right now. And I'm very curious, Mina, what kind of planning have you guys done on NFL Live for a season without football? Well, Julie, I think the plan is that there's going to be football. <laughs> That was uh, my dog 
barking in the distance. I hope my mic isn't uh, picking up on that, but I think he's trying to get c to cut this segment uh, so that I don't have to talk about that possible. What, Lenny? Oh, I, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm Lenny needs you. Okay. Yeah. I know dogs, dogs come first, right? It says dogs first, people second in the background there too. So I get it. Okay. I'm not um, here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, obviously we wouldn't want that to be the case, but I'm um, just curious, like even just the NFL, what kind of um, at this moment, you know, we're seeing MLS, we're seeing NBA, what sort of like contingency plans do you imagine the league yeah. at this moment would be kind of like trying to figure out? So I will, I will address the NFL <laughs> possibility. I, I think um, what's plausible there is that the season gets pushed back, right? Um, it's funny because when we talk about these leagues and their plans and everything they're trying to do, it's really just all contingent on what happens in the country. Like, mm -hmm. there's only so much any of these leagues can do. Um, I think they can try to protect their players and try to implement, you know, various policies. But unless that curve starts to flatten in certain parts of the country in these like baseball and football where you have player mobility, unlike the NBA there's only so much, right, that you can do to stop it. And there's an indefinite threshold of players uh, testing positive that would even stop any of these leagues. Right. So I think football, the likeliest or the most likely possibility would just be a delay, um, which is possible. It's something that they can do if they have to. I think something also with you know college football that seems increasingly plausible every day. Yeah, right. Just because of the nature of college football, it doesn't seem in schools and you know, yeah. student athletes and all that it doesn't seem like it's conducive to getting off the ground during this time, even though coach Ogeron would like that to be the case. Uh, thankfully he's not in charge of what's going on in this country right now, but that is another story for another day. Uh, we got to take a quick time. Out. I love like having these really awkward throwaway comments and then going to break. Um, we have a whole lot more that we want to talk with Mina Kimes from ESPN about. So don't go anywhere. We are drinking and binking, sipping on some flavored seltzer with our ESPN analyst, Mina Kimes. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Banks. I'm JSB. We've got ESPN's Mina Kimes with us here today, recently named NFL analyst on NFL Live. And we've been talking, of course, about coronavirus and its effect on the upcoming NFL season. And when we see NBA, we see MLS, we see NHL looking to return. What do you think the NFL is most closely watching with how these leagues return to play? I think baseball, actually, I, because baseball's not in a bubble, right? And the NFL has, they've, their doctor said it's not realistic for the sport to be in a bubble because of the size and scope and the, you know, the nature of the game. Uh, baseball is, I hate using the word experiment because it, I think, undermines the effect that all these decisions are having on people's lives, not just players and coaches, but literally everyone who works in and around these games. 
but baseball is playing out similarly to how the NFL would hypothetically play out teams in their home stadiums traveling normally I know it's a different schedule and, and there's some changes but ultimately if they can't pull it off without having a number of positive tests or an outbreak I think that stops the season I have to imagine that would concern the NFL greatly right well it's good I mean to their benefit they sort of do get to see uh, a bit of a test run and you know, when we look at a lot of these leagues, like when I was looking at um, NHL and and a lot of them, you know, aren't doing a lot of face-to-face interviews with players, which is for a good cause. But it, it, everything's sort of virtual now. And I was starting to think, like, I wonder if this will become the norm going forward with, like, maybe this changes locker room access or scrums or anything like that. In what way do you think the NFL, regardless, whether it's media, whether it's play, whether it's travel whether it's fans, will be most greatly influenced by the pandemic? What would be maybe the thing that we'll see in two or three years that you think, oh, that's different now because of what we saw? I think what you just described probably nails it on the head, which is just fewer human beings having access to players and that not just uh, media, right? But like the NFL right now, they're still haggling over their plan with the PAA, but there is this uh, idea that there's going to be tier one, tier two, tier three people, right, in the league to try to control the number of people in any space at any time. I wouldn't be surprised if that continues after this, in, but not just in football, in workplaces, in yeah. general public life, I think. Um, but I think that's something with football that will probably not go back to being the way it used to be for a while, even if there's a vaccine and, you know, it's able to it mass produced i suppose yeah and much to the um the chagrin of lots of uh, commissioners that will be happy to get rid of uh, these uh, pesky media people that are always in and around covering (laughs) their leagues um now we've you know we've done a lot of intense discussions here on the show so far but mina you are you know as mentioned you're very well known for the the fun nature that you bring to your analysis and the analogies that you use and so we wanted to play Uh, a little game and um you have a lot of very interesting co-workers at espn great personalities (laughs) there's also so many interesting people and personalities in football players coaches personnel you name it and i wanted to find out if you could tell me i'm going to name an espn person you tell me who you think they most resemble in the league all right just any anyone in the league anyone player coach yeah okay Mascot, whatever. Uh, Mascot. Okay. Wow. Okay. First up, Diana Rossini. Um, Gardner Minshew. Oh, I, I, I very much enjoy that. How come? Cause she's scrappy, um, likable, energetic, uh, kind of like a, like a dynamo, you know. I, right? That's a good, yeah. that feels like such an old person way to describe a young person. She's a bottomo. But um, yeah, people root for her and she has this, just kind of brings that energy everywhere she goes. Yes. I don't know if she'll like that or not. I think she'll like I it. She I will. think she, she definitely could hang with Gardner Minshew. I think they would be definitely. like, yeah, they'd get along. Oh yeah. They, they, they'd be able, they, they'd like out, they would like out energize each other, you know, or like they'd out drink each other so i was gonna say but i don't know if appropriate um pablo torre i have a couple so pablo all right this might be a little surprising but i'm gonna go pete carroll for pablo um 
because Pablo has this like very intense hippie side that kind of comes out at moments. He, he loves Bill Walton, which okay. I think is yeah. telling. But I, so I think in the NFL, Pete Carroll is probably the closest we've got to like a kind of Zen master surfer, um, you know. Yeah, the West Coast vibe. Mentality. Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, yeah, 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 West Coast vibe. And Pablo really, it's fun. I think that's something people might not know about him, uh, mm-hmm. but that is definitely his wavelength. I didn't know he was a, Pablo Torre was a hippie. That's news. He's, yeah. Me, but I love that. He definitely probably owns a crystal, I feel like. It's great. Yeah. I'm, I am all up on that kind of stuff, too. Uh, got lots of crystals here. <laughs> um, the good kind, not the illegal kind. Okay, um, Stugatz. What do we got? I'm going to go with, this is going to sound like crazy when I say it, but bear with me. Bill Belichick. Really? Now, they seem to have nothing in common yes. in any kind of way. But when you think about it, Stu Gotts, a lot of people think he's a little sneaky, maybe. Um, maybe not the most forth, like, can be a little misleading, perhaps. But is beloved by everyone close to him and has an incredible coaching tree. That might be a little bit self-aggrandizing, but I consider myself to be part of the Stugatz coaching tree. Um, So, you know, and and also I think people have a hard time telling where does the character end and the man begin. Mm -hmm. And I think people have that challenge with Belichick as well. And does he have a similar wardrobe? perhaps or is he um yeah like similarly sloppy I'd yeah say. okay no yeah. more yeah that seems to check out okay yeah. uh we got katie nolan very funny very very quick um likes video games so i'll go baker mayfield who is all of those things yeah that i think that checks out i think those two would i think she'd be really happy too that you said that she's like you think she'd like that okay i don't want to choose any that people don't like but yeah i think she'd only be happy if you had said bill belichick or tom brady yeah yeah but she would also recognize that those are deeply false yeah that that's that's not her yeah Yeah. yeah. baker mayfield and her yes they would be match made in heaven uh there were so many more i want to get to but we cannot unfortunately (laughs) um including if if, what football player would lenny your dog be but we will come with that answer on the other side of this break this is mina kimes on drinks with things don't go anywhere To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a soap opera star. Gracious me, my car has storm damage and I've had to file a claim. Could it possibly get worse? Will my claims team leave me for someone else? Someone less intense? Um, no. Actually, when you file a claim with GEICO, you get your own dedicated claims team who promises to stay with you throughout the process. Oh, I've never known such loyalty. I can't wait for the second season. Geico. Great service without all the drama. Hey guys, welcome on back. We are drinking and binking with Mina Kimes from ESPN. NFL analyst on NFL Live, host of the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny and ESPN Daily. And we talked about it earlier on in the show, ESPN Daily, the daily podcast on so many interesting topics within sport. Pablo is Torre is now going to be taking over from you. And many people watching this or basically just my mom, um, they listen to daily podcasts. And I've always been curious, like 
What is maybe the most surprising thing a listener would be, um, I guess, surprised about in terms of what it is like to put it together? Because I can only imagine it is very arduous. Yeah, I think there is a perception that it's just you. Like A lot of people think we do it that morning, right? It comes out 5 or 6 a.m. Eastern time, I think 5 a.m., I should probably know that. Uh, and some people are like, man, how do you get up so early? And I'm like, wait, what? you really think I get up at like 3 a.m. and make this get someone else, right? Because it's a different guest every day. Yeah. Um, so most of them are pre-produced. We do pivot sometimes with the news. Um, if, for example, a couple of days, not today, but yet, or well, I don't know when this is running, but on Tuesday, um, we did one on the Washington football team changing mm-hmm. their name because that was big news. Uh, but some of them are pre-produced. Some of them take weeks to make, right. um, you know, getting sound and interviews. And it's all really a testament to the production staff who are split between L.A. and New York and who do an incredible job. Right. Yeah. And, and sort of liking it, likening it to The New York Times Daily, where it's, it's like a feature. Um, you're, you're almost like putting on like a, a show, obviously, but like you have to incorporate different sounds and, and different uh, yeah, different guests. Exactly. And it's very well scripted, too. And, you know, it's it's a story told in a succinct amount of time. And, Mina, you you know, you obviously know how to write very well. You're, you're an incredible writer for ESPN, but you also had that as your job beforehand. Um, in what way have you found sort of the financial journalism realm uh, help you in, in sports journalism? Like, what is the best thing you took from that world? Mm. Well, I guess the numbers thing is translated um, kind of our earlier conversation about analytics versus main analytics. But I would say for the most part, you know, as a financial journalist, uh, I was an investigative reporter. Um, you know, you're trying to make people care about things that maybe they wouldn't necessarily care about ex hedge funder mm-hmm. or why business i did the xy thing that you did um and with sports while people already inherently care about aaron Rodgers or von miller jalen ramsey guys i've written about the challenge is to figure out new and interesting things to say and i think that's the same tool that i used to use as a financial journalist is okay you already know who von miller is what can i how can i make this story show you something new about him or um, kind of give you the experience of what it's like to be around him, which I think is what some people people really generally want out of profiles. And that's something that I really strove to do when I was writing features for the magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we you mentioned Baker Mayfield before, but you did a fantastic feature on him. And, oh, and people do like to know what it's like to be around these people that they never really get this kind of access. Um, is there someone, you know, Clearly, that's not the world we live in at this moment. But is there someone that sort of like piques your interest that you you're thinking, hey, they would be very interesting to to follow around for a day? Well, today, Dak Prescott, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Uh, actually, all year, Dak Prescott's going to be a great story, given uh, what happened between him and Dallas. Um, so he would be high on my list of NFL players where I'd love to has some insight into his life. I think um, Richard Sherman's one of the more fascinating mm-hmm. figures in sports, one of the more brilliant people in sports, um, seen and done so much in this league and knows everyone, is now kind of settling into this 
elder statesman role while still being one of the best cornerbacks in the game but he, he's someone I would love to spend time with as well and you when you mentioned the the Dak Prescott conversation I always loved sort of the tweet you use of that the sloth like coming out like someone's talking <laughs> people hate that <laughs> someone's talking about it's Dak like Prescott. <laughs> what uh what topic you know maybe that is it but but if you can think outside of that what topic like when you log on to twitter um that you see and the trolls are coming at you about it can you not stop yourself responding oh not stop myself because i was like that's everything right now that i don't want um well okay not running back contracts because at this point i'm I can avoid weighing on that. But when people use, like, bad stats, um, like, if X team runs the ball 20 times, they win, even though I know that's stupid and I, like, don't have to explain why it's stupid for the 3,000th time, I still feel compelled to, like, come in over the time. And, you know, I, I just I just can't resist, yeah. I love that. It's like you it's it's so basic, but there's some things that just like get you when people tell me to go back to Canada. I'm like, gladly. Sure. Uh, I, you can't. You can't. I don't think you can. Like I would say that some. Um, but this yeah. isn't about the trolls. I just think it's good that we trolls think that they can run wild like zombies and they can't. So whether it's, you know, 22 times rushing the ball or. Going back to Canada, we, back to Canada. We, got them. we got these trolls. Uh, yeah. We got a whole lot more we want to talk with Mina about. We got to take a quick time out. We are drinking and binking, sipping on some spindrift with ESPN's NFL analyst, Mina Kimes. Don't go anywhere. We are back here on Drinks with Banks. I'm Julie Stewart-Banks. we got Mina Kimes from ESPN. And uh, Mina, I apologize ahead of time for asking you this question because I know your PR staff is not going to be happy about it. I'm sorry, guys, but I have to ask. Um, we saw this week NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski suspended for an email he sent to a senator in response True. to uh, a comment about NBA players and, and putting Blue Lives Matter on the back of the jersey. You can, anyone out there can Google it, you can figure it out. Some colleagues uh, ESPN have stood up for him, some NBA players have stood up for him. What do you think about Woj getting suspended? I love Woj. And, and that, that's how I feel to say. I think my colleagues who you are speaking about, who've been kind of asked or talked about on social media, have sort of said something to the effect, the dude, um, aside from being a killer reporter obviously right like the best hmm. there is i mean the guy has a like noun associated with his name i mean like Schefter and Passon don't even have those right like there's no woge bomb for Schefter. he they, right. he never got one i told Passon, you know jeff Passon who covers baseball for us Passon Gasson, right yeah Passon gas when he breaks news and he didn't love that actually oh um, that's that's gotta stick that's gotta stick but, I love Woj and um, I love that he stands up for what he believes in and he is a very smart and cool guy. That is a that is a great way to put it. Um, and it's it's tough to suspend someone who's so valuable to you. 
because of the work he's done. It's, you know, people have notifications for his tweets. I, I don't want to make you, I know yeah. you're- I didn't know you could do notifications mm -hmm. for other people. Yeah, well, we had Adam Schefter on and I asked him like, what if you want to tweet about ice cream or tacos? It's like, people have notifications for my tweets. They don't care if I like mid chocolate But what if they, chip. they're like, oh no, oh no. And it's just like Adam Schefter being like, feeling goofy tonight. <laughs> Uh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah, uh, Urged and wow. got myself a Slurpee. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. What would you think if you saw Schefter tweet that? Be amazing. Be amazing. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, you can Netflix answer this thing. however you feel. How do you feel about uh, you know a network suspending someone based on a personal email? Um, you know, social media is is challenging for all of us because. And it, by the way, I know you're not talking about social media. Yeah, it's like a weird time, right? Like our lives mm -hmm. are so blended together. What we write, what we say, what we, it's something personally I struggle with, Julie. Like, I never thought things I would email, tweet, say in a public sphere that anyone would care about, other than my mom, my dog, sometimes my husband. Um, so I. I I think it's something that like all of us are kind of navigating now. I think Adrian meant what he said later in that regard. Um, and I, I support him both in, you know, at every step of the way in terms of like what he's put out into the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so I didn't mean to put you in a tough spot with that. I, I think a lot of people would feel the same way as you. Uh, I'm sure Bill Hofheimer really appreciates me asking these tough cues here on uh, <laughs> drinks with things. And there is no alcohol involved, which is always, uh, which is always great. Um, okay, um, taking it back to you, Mina, you know, you've dominated the financial investigative world dominating the sports world right now. If you had to pick another sphere or realm to be like, check, I wanna, I wanna go dance there, what would it be? Crosswords, pretty obvious. I actually made a sign for a crossword show that I never, hold on. Wow, this is, uh, I believe this is yeah, breaking, breaking news, news here on. I, know. Uh, I haven't, I haven't started the show yet, but I made a sign, which I feel like is the first step. Yep. Here we go, world, world premiere. Crosstalk Kimes. With Mina Kimes. I know it doesn't like quite, you gotta like it. cross Mina Kimes. Yeah. And what, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm on board. I think Fubo is putting in the first <laughs> offer for this right now. Mina, what is like, give me the log line of the show. Yeah, I mean, look. If you're down to talk crosswords, I'm here for you um, to puzzle it out with you every day. That's, you know, there's be a lot of wordplay, a lot of analysis of the crossword, a lot of breakdowns, get on a telestrator, you know. Love it. Um, I think the audience could be huge. I, I, I don't know. People I, love words. It's across all different genres, right? Yeah. And if you're not into it, get a clue. Yes. And if you could Google the clue too, like me, I would do that. This is great, Mina. Okay, Don't breaking news, Mina Kimes, new show here on Bubo TV, Crosstalk with well, Mina Kimes airs yeah. next week, I think. We're already you in production said, right I now. Just said <laughs> <laughs> I'm your executive producer, bitch. All right, I'm putting my money behind this and you. Thank you. This is great. Okay, we got to take a time out. We'll be back to say goodbye and to hear um, a secret from Mina, so don't go anywhere.
what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. Hey, America, this is Chris Hahn, the host of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Look, it's all about November, and we've got to convince about 1% or 2% of Americans that the guy in the White House is a maniac. Shouldn't be too hard to do. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast with Chris Hahn. We need to take back America, or America won't exist. Download the Aggressive Progressive Podcast on iHeartRadio Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like what you're hearing? Check out Drinks with Binks on Fubo Sports Network every Friday night at 8 p.m. Stream it on the Fubo TV app, Roku, Samsung TV, and more. Oh, and don't forget, it's BYOB. Sorry, startup life. We've had an awesome time here on Drinks with Binks with ESPN's Mina Kimes talking about football and her new hit show that is premiering and how she feels about um Dak Prescott and beyond Mina what do you got coming up next um you can check out ESPN Daily Pablo Torres taking over soon the Mina Com show featuring Lenny if you like football or NFL live premiering in August we think uh and I'll be on that daily and I, you should check it out I don't, know, I don't know how you do it, Mina. You are literally everywhere, and you managed to fit in an hour-long uh, community service hours on Drinks with Things. So thank you so much. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. You can follow us everywhere, too. See this show again on YouTube. See it, la- listen to it on Spotify, Apple, and we will be back here for the rest of eternity from my home. I'm going to expense it, and we'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.